Welcome to ICU, a podcast where we advocate that compassion and connection save lives. They also make life pretty cool. I'm your host, Julie Lee. I see you. Let's be friends. I am ecstatic to introduce this new storybook series that we are going to do on the podcast. And what it is exactly is we're going to be highlighting books that teach the importance of compassion and connection. And I have some reasoning behind this. First, I was a teacher and my friend Brittany is here with us and she was also a teacher. Brittany, what grade did you teach? Fifth grade. That's awesome. And I taught second. Story time was like the best part of the day for me. I just get super excited about books. It's like the one thing I can see myself hoarding. I'm really good at de-junking, but special books are really hard to get rid of. We as adults, sometimes we learn easier through stories. I think we all like story time. I know at least my husband does. He like loves sitting and just listening to me read books to my kids and he's still a kid like that and I'm the same way. So we are gonna highlight some storybooks throughout the podcast. Today, we're gonna highlight two storybooks and Brittany is here. She has brought a really special storybook and I actually have never read it. I've, I know nothing about this. This really is me hearing about it for the first time. So Brittany, start us off with your storybook and then after she's done, I'll talk to you about my choice for today. Okay, I brought a perfectly messed up story and I want you to try and imagine that it was supposed to, it looks like it was supposed to say a perfect story and somebody's come in with crayon to write and make it look like a perfectly messed up story. My daughter brought this home from school from the library one time and she just thought it was fun because, well, I'll tell you, it starts out and there's this little character named Louie and the sky is blue and the fields are green with flowers and he's hopping along skipping merrily along singing tra la 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 and then all of a sudden this hunk of jelly lands on the page of the book (laughs) and he's like hey this isn't supposed to be happening what's that who would dare eat a jelly sandwich while reading my book he says and so he's really upset that this jelly's here Oh, this is so It cute. just gets worse. Anyway, it's fun for kids because you're, it looks like even on the, um, like on the cover, you can feel the jelly. Oh my gosh. You can't feel the jelly on the inside of the book, but it kind of is 3D on the cover. This is perfect for me because it makes me feel all sorts of like, nah, touching it because mm-hmm. I'm like, there's jelly on my perfect book, but that's what the story's about, right? <laughs> yeah. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. So he's trying to figure out how he's going to clean up the jelly and then get on with his story when um, some peanut butter plops on his face. So someone's eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, the chunky kind even. Oh my goodness. While they're reading his story. How could they? He just says, They don't even know. A-U-G-H. Ugh. Ugh. (laughs) I just wish you could see the expressions on this little character's face. This is so funny. And he's cute. A pause, tangent. I used to love to read the comics when I was a kid. The newspaper would come and I'd sneak the comics out and go read them every night before bed. And this guy um, had a comic strip. It's Patrick McDonnell. And so I recognize, anyway, it's kind of like a comic strip character that's having all this happen to him. Cool. Only it's in color. You're used to seeing, when I was a kid, the comics were in black and white. Yeah, I wouldn't know because we're like from different generations. We are. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I yeah, look at you babysat you. Yes. Cute. Okay. So 
all of a sudden there's dirty fingerprints that start showing up on the page and this uh, character is just, Louie is having a meltdown. Hey, 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 where are these fingerprints coming from? And then orange juice splashes on the page. Oh, my story is getting all messed up. Oh my gosh. Um, books are important. We need to show some respect here. Can I please get on with my story? <laughs> so. This so, is like a perfect book for me. That's why I I'm know. laughing. I'm like, I need Rob to look at this. And he'll be like, this is your book. Because I am like someone that really likes order and for things to be clean. And I'm like, why are you messing up what I'm doing right now? I like, know. I just cleared off the counter and someone touched it. And it makes me really like crazy. <laughs> I know. It also reminded me. Um, we've talked about this before, but I'm kind of emotionally this way. I like when I have interactions with people or think, or when I'm handling stuff, I want to handle it perfectly emotionally. Right. My therapist says I like perfect package moments. Like if I get in a confrontation with someone, I want it to be wrapped up like full house at the end. Yes. With a pretty bow and everything. And that's not always the case. Totally. And and life still continues. So he asks for a new page to start over with his book mm. because there's fingerprints and orange juice and peanut butter and stuff all over. So he starts again. Once upon a time, little Louie went skipping merrily along on this new beautiful page with green fields and blue skies. And then it looks like a two-year-old got a hold of the book and starts scribbling with crayon on top of him as you turn the page. And so he says, oh no, this is awful quick get a paper towel and then whoever's reading the book brings out a paper towel and things start smudging I this is the worst what am I gonna do he finally just says stop forget it my story is ruined it's all over I'm just a messy old book that will end up in a garage sale a book no one will ever want read or love oh this is how I'm, I'm feeling teary depression does this to your life Mm -hmm. This episode isn't especially about depression, but this is how depression makes you feel. Like, yeah, but you have good perspective on it. <laughs> everybody's felt down at least, right? Yeah. It's just uh, like, I'm worthless. I give up. Like, it's too late to start over. Just, just too much. It feels a lot just of the throw time. in the towel. You get put in that place a lot. Yeah. I think we all kind of know how that feels. Mm -hmm. I give up. Go on without me, he says. And Aww. this cute Louis character is just sprawled out on He's a blank page. He's laying flat on the ground. He's so cute. So the book goes on without him. It oh. starts without him really having control over it. It says, this is Louie's story. And Louie says, who cares? Once upon a time, little Louie went skipping merrily along. Cha-la-la-la-la, he sang. And Louie says, oh, life was so much simpler back then. Oh. For in his heart, Louie knew everything was just dot, dot, dot. Louie says, what? Just what? Dot, dot, dot. Fine. Oh, wow, everything is fine. I'm still here, you're still reading, and it is a pretty good story, messes and all. <laughs> so come on, let's finish it. This is Louie's story, and I love it, and nothing is going to stop me. The end. And then on the very last page, it looks like somebody's left like their coffee or something. Uh -huh. on, and it's all splattered. And it's like left a ring on the book. But I just love it, life is, Oh, messy. I need this book. Isn't it lovely? I can't so, believe I've never heard that before. What cracks me up is, yeah, I was a teacher too, and I found this book and actually connected to it on this. Sometimes I think I'm a little 
I'm deeper than most people and I'm looking for deep <laughs> meaning even when it may not be there. So I had had a really yes. special experience with this book and connected it to my mental health and all kinds of things. So I showed it to a teacher friend and she went through and read it and just chuckled, ha ha ha. And she said, the kids are gonna love this with the peanut butter spilled all over. And I paused and waited and she hadn't come to the same. <laughs> realizations I had about life and, <laughs> and such about this book, but that's why it would be fun for kids and they might pick up something from it. But A Perfectly Messed Up Story by Patrick McDonald. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Okay, so if you were to teach your kids using that story, what's like the life lesson that you feel like comes from it? Okay, so I imagine I'd read it when they were kids and they'd just laugh. And then right. as they get older, it becomes like part of our, our history together. And I say, remember that book? Remember, because they get older and mess up on an assignment or mess up in a you pull it back difficulty out in like, a friendship. Wait. And you just sit and read it. Yes, this is part of life. It gets messy sometimes. Oh. It doesn't mean that we're all done or that we need to quit. I'm just, I'm having this video play in my head of like, they're 15, their best friend was a jerk to them. And you like sit down and read it to them. And then they come and they're 35 and they just lost their job. And you sit down and you're, you know what I mean? Like I just am having this thing play in my head of using it and is it a problem how much we think about <laughs> it? I just appreciate that we're both deep. Yeah, it helps. <laughs> we live in this society that we just kind of think everything's supposed to be happy and and fast and quick and wonderful oh, and yeah. we think that something's wrong with us when it isn't right and so that's why i love this book i think about as even being young couples or even if you're single i feel like a lot of people expect i need to have a really nice house right now i know mm -hmm. i do that i have two little kids and i'm like no i want this gorgeous mansion right now even though you look at people that are quite a bit older most of them didn't start out with this beautiful home that's perfect and exactly how they want it but i think sometimes in our generation while we have so many good things going for us one thing that becomes a problem is when we think that we should have those things right now it's not really exercising self-compassion, right? Which is what a lot what that book's about, is having self-compassion for letting things be messy sometimes and not overanalyzing it, just letting it be. Amen. Oh, that's so I'm beautiful. glad you liked it. I loved it. Oh, I, now I just want you to leave it, but maybe I should just buy it. The title is A Perfectly Messed Up Story by Patrick McDonald. Oh, it's hard to top that one. However. Oh, but you will. However. Because we have the author of this book in oh, the room. Oh, quit it. Okay, so <laughs> this is a little silly. I chose to do my own book that I wrote, which is fine because. And wonderful. It's it wonderful is wonderful. Book. I love it. I love it. It's just created a lot of really cool opportunities in my life to talk to kids about self-acceptance. So how can I not love it? This is a book that I wrote and published on Amazon last October. So it's what, September of 2018. So in October of 2017, wow, it's been out almost a year. I published this book. It's called Broccoli Punzel, A Fractured Fairy Tale. Yes, you heard that correctly. Broccoli Punzel. Most people, when I say that to them, they're like, oh, cute. <laughs> I'm like, no, you don't get it. You'll see. <laughs> um, and it's written by Julie Lee, which is me, and illustrated by my good friend. He's amazing and he's very talented. He's an animator by profession. His name is Justin Calder. 
the pictures are darling. Didn't he do such a good job? Yeah. Well, and I just have to say real quick how this book kind of came more to be is I actually did a rough draft of this story in college as an assignment. And my husband on my 27th birthday brought it to me with full color illustrations by Justin Calder. He, my husband had had it made into a storybook and had gotten Justin to do it. That Robert Lee. Yeah, he, he did a good job that birthday. He, he's <laughs> like, I nailed it. I did a good job. I'm like, yes, you did. He nailed it. He did a good job on the gift. And it slowly just came to be this thing. It was, it was actually never my intention to get published or anything like that, but just some different events came about and it was able to get to some different people and I was able to realize the good that it could create because the message behind this story is all to do with self-acceptance. And it's a really simple story and it's kind of like your story where on the surface level, a little kid will be like, that's funny. But then as an adult, you read it and you're like, oh, amen, we need to understand this. So Broccoli Punzel is about a princess named Broccoli Punzel she has broccoli for hair. So I'm gonna read just a couple excerpts. It says, once upon a time, there was a young princess named Broccoli Punzel. She was loved by all, but she was not happy. She had a most peculiar problem. Instead of hair, the princess grew bright green broccoli from her head. And as hard as she tried, Broccoli Punzel could not hide the fact that she was extraordinary. So I don't know what kind of image you have in your head, but she is adorable. She's so cute. Broccoli Punzel. So it goes throughout the book and it says, strangers munched at the market, they snacked at the ball, even afternoon tea created a scene. So the villagers in her village are literally trying to eat her hair, which is pretty silly and crazy, right? I wouldn't want people to eat my hair. And she says, it's not fair, I don't even like broccoli. I wish I could find a way to get rid of this hair. Well, she has an unexpected visitor show up, her, her fairy godmother that she doesn't even know exists. And her fairy godmother is just, she's just heard her princess complaining for so long that she decides to intervene. And she gives her the opportunity. She says, okay, I will help change your broccoli hair into real hair, but you need to take a day and think about it. And Broccoli Punzel, she can't sleep that night and she's excited about the idea of getting rid of her hair. She's like, of course I wanna get rid of it. But she sits there and she thinks about all that she's had to do to keep this vegetable hair fresh. She rinses it in the morning, she trims its moldy ends, she even sleeps in the refrigerator once a week just to keep it from wilting. The princess drifted off to sleep dreaming of a life without broccoli. Well then, she meets this man on Yellow Brick Avenue. She meets this man who is hungry, and he doesn't say he's hungry, but she can tell. And there's a part in it where she really sees someone. If you're familiar with this podcast, we talk a lot about what it means to really see somebody. And I'm gonna read a quick excerpt that kind of exemplifies that in this story. She says, hello there, are you all right? When the man lifted his head, she could see he was surprised to be noticed. With tired eyes and sunken cheeks, the stranger responded with a slow nod. But you're hungry, aren't you? The princess persisted. He gazed up at her in disbelief before nodding a second time. I guess the line that really hits me is where when the man lifted his head, she could see that he was surprised to be noticed because he's been ignored for, I'm sure, so long, right? Most people have not even talked to him. And I think sometimes we do that when we're uncomfortable and we don't know how to see somebody. It's easier to just look the other way and walk by because we don't want to risk feeling uncomfortable or saying the wrong thing. But the fact that this princess just calls him out and is just like, you're hungry, huh? Well, she decides, she spends the rest of that day and she's feeding the field workers and the merchants and children. She's just passing out this broccoli hair. And it says the villagers waved and begged their princess to stay a while, but she couldn't. She had an important appointment to make. That night, Fairy Godmother comes back, which is what she had promised her when she first came, that she'd be back the next day. The, the Fairy Godmother, before she can even say anything, Broccoli Punzel says, I like my hair. 
She says, I always thought normal hair would make me happy, but today I saw how my hair made others happy and that made me feel good. Maybe being different isn't so bad after all. Right, Brittany? Oh, excuse me while I cry over here. <laughs> Maybe being different isn't so bad after all. Mm-hmm. So then, this is actually, I think, maybe my favorite illustration. I don't know. The next illustration, it shows Broccoli Punzel as she cherishes her hair. She rinses it in the sink, laughing as the water tickles her face. She trims the moldy ends while singing a happy tune to her frog. And she sleeps in the refrigerator once a week to keep her from wilting, dreaming of the life she was creating. Broccoli and all. The last page, it says... And if the villagers looked hard enough, they could always spot their green-haired hero skipping down Yellow Brick Avenue. She had magic in her eyes, love in her heart, and scissors tucked in a satchel that was fit for a princess. I love going into schools. I, especially last year, I went into a lot of schools where I would read this book to them and I'd talk to them about what it meant. I loved teaching kids that whatever made them different is what made them powerful. I feel really strongly that if each of us were to to look at our lives and to look at our abilities and our weaknesses, just really analyze and look at ourselves and look at what is it that comes naturally to me? What is it that's, that I'm really good at that, I, that has always been there? Like her broccoli hair has been there since the time she's been born and I may not even notice it. What is my thing? And if we were to focus on that, if we were to really hone so much energy into that, I feel like we'd be completely unstoppable. If instead of trying so hard to be different and to, to fit into something, which almost sounds cliche, but it's true. If we tried less hard to fit in and more to just fit into our own skin, we can do anything. Like we are completely unstoppable. And I feel like that's my, if I'm being honest, I feel like I'm trying to make that my life mission now to just be exactly who I am. I mean, even in this podcast, it's not perfectly recorded every time. I don't always say things eloquently, but it's me doing my best and I can't wait for the day that I'm perfect to do that. <laughs> Brittany's raising her hand in there. Because we both just, have you finished Braving the Wilderness? Yes. By Brene Brown. Oh yeah, I've already talked about it on the podcast. Uh, we're, kind, we're kind of fangirls about Brene Brown, <laughs> if you can't tell. And I wrote down, she said something in Braving the Wilderness that just really touched me. It was very meaningful. And it was, you will always belong when you show up in a real way love that because I think that's what we spend our whole lives trying to do yeah well and something else she said that I just thought of is she quotes I can't remember who it is but her first name is Maya she's some Angelou oh Maya Angelou Maya that... uh-huh okay she and she says I'm not so she says something like I'm not so concerned about what other people think of Maya but I'm very very concerned about what Maya thinks of Maya oh and that like anyways I may start crying that just like gives me the shivers I'm very concerned about what Julie thinks of Julie and Brittany should be very concerned about what does Brittany think of Brittany. And, and I think we think of that last a lot of the time in our society. Absolutely. Last night, I was actually telling you before the podcast. So you guys, last night, I just had an awful night last night. I just had like a disagreement with my husband, just normal married stuff. But I really took things personally. And he had gone to bed and I was downstairs. And I actually, I try not to spend too much time on social media because I found that it affects me really negatively. I find myself just really analyzing like numbers, how many likes I get on a podcast post, just these things that I, I know enough that I know that it's it hasn't been a healthy thing for me and that I don't I don't benefit a lot 
in small doses using as a tool, it's great. It's such an incredible invention, but for me, it can become incredibly self-destructive. After my husband had gone to bed and I was just, my head was just kind of spinning and swirling with like, uh, am I wrong? Am I, I'm messing things up and, and why, why can't I explain myself well to him? And I honestly was feeling a lot of self-hatred and which is funny because I talk about self-compassion all the time. I teach kids about it all the time. I wrote a book about it. And yet that is still something that I have to work on and that I, I see it in myself where I get to this place where I'm like, I kind of hate myself right now. I don't even like myself. And it was so weird because scrolling through Facebook is not a sin, but it's something that I don't do often because I know that it affects me negatively. And I sat there and I scrolled through Facebook, the newsfeed, for two hours and I was exhausted. I was exhausted and I kept thinking, you need to go to bed. You need your sleep. I really need my sleep. And for some reason, it was like this voice in my head telling me, no, just do the self-destructive habit because <laughs> you're mad at yourself right now. So I'm just gonna do it. And I did, I totally engaged in it. I was proud of myself that I was able to see my thoughts, like see what was going on, at least be aware of it, even though I still decided to engage in that before where I used to just be like, what's wrong with me? Why am I upset? Why, you know, why can't I look at this? And anyways, hopefully that makes sense. I know it makes sense to you, Yes. but it's so self-destructive and it was really sweet. My husband and I both couldn't sleep at all. We were tossing and turning all night and at 3 a.m. in the morning, we were like, are you awake? And anyways, we were able to talk and everything's good. That just happens in, in married couples' lives. I know I personally believe that there is a negative force, adversary, Satan, devil, whatever you want to call it, that wants us to not see how special and incredible we really are and how powerful we are. <laughs> I just went on that train and I just launched into it. Sorry. No, I get it. Like sometimes you just realize you're in the middle of that self-defeating behavior and it's so, sometimes just to realize you're there and be like, it's okay. Yep. And I woke up this morning and I'm like, you know, those weren't the best choices for me and that's okay. I'm imperfect. I continue to get better and, but we're probably not going to do that again today because I guess what I'm coming back to is because I care what Julie thinks about Julie. And last night, Julie was thinking that Julie was just kind of hating herself, not taking care of herself and not, not having the self-respect to rely on herself that you deserve to go to bed early. You, you know, you deserve to get rest. You just, you know, you deserve that to yourself and you don't need to sit here and just indulge yourself in this mindless entertainment that, you know, doesn't make you feel good. I care about Julie enough to change those habits. It's not about because I need to be perfect. It's about that I love myself enough to make those changes. But thanks for talking about that because I think we all get in ruts like that. Whether they last seven months or two hours, I think we all know what it feels like to be there. Yeah, for sure. We're human. We're so human. I'm only And it's human. awesome. <laughs> I'm only human. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this storybook series. The first time we've ever done it, we'll have another one. Brittany, thanks for helping me out today. You're that was welcome. really fun. And there are endless amounts of storybooks we could do. If you, as a listener, if you have a certain storybook that you think teaches lessons of compassion and connection really well, and you want us to highlight it, will you please send me the idea? Because there's nothing that would make me happier. Also, I'll probably buy it. So, <laughs> but it could be worse. There are worse things to buy and collect, right? Absolutely. I could like be buying and collecting like terrible weapons to go murder people with. Right. 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 I'm a good mom. No yeah. shame. No shame. Thanks for joining us. And that's a wrap. And that's a wrap. <laughs>